You're listening to the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast with your hosts, Jeff Trella and Trader Andy. And here we go. We're back. It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Trella, and with me, as always, is Trader Andy. What's up? Oh, man. Andy's in the house with us always. Uh, maybe not all the time, but a lot more uh, coming up. Uh, you'll 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 hear more about that later on. Is new guy Nick? And what's what's up, everyone? Nick decided to take a brief break from his from his mock drafting. Uh, apparently, yep. it's a full time job for him. So. It is. <laughs> it's becoming one. Just did one the other day. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, guys. So out there in the virtual world, we're we're kind of going a little different here. We usually are in my home studio when we record, but we're doing this uh, we're doing this with some serious social distancing. Uh, what's going on in the world? So you can hear young little little trader Andy in the background. We're, we're, we're just gonna roll with that. We'll figure that out for the next episode. But whatever. Yeah. So when we left off last, we were talking about uh, you know with with. Uh, the, the way that the world was going and, 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 and whatnot, that we were going to have a little bit more time to be, to be uh, putting out content for you and everything. Well, our last podcast was on March the 16th, and in March the 17th, we got smacked in the face with real life. A uh, lot going on, uh, starting with, with Andy. Uh, you know, Andy is uh, a, a COVID-19 survivor right here. You know, <laughs> his, uh, his, fa- his family got swept with it. He, he was uh, one of the infected, but he, he's back and stronger than ever. Had to shave his head, but, uh, you know, that, that was the barber's fault more than anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, yo, that looks nice, man. I saved myself 80 bucks this month. Yep. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> Nick, Nick being a first responder, he got a little bit, uh, a, a little bit busy as well. Uh, you know, and then oh, yeah. when you tried to put in all the mock drafting too, I mean, you know, we didn't, he didn't have time for us. Uh, we're not even going to talk about my work situation. I'm healthy. Nick's healthy. The kids are all healthy. We're ready to go. The unfortunate thing right now is, you know, baseball is a big unknown and we'll get into that a little bit more. Um, you know, we really, you know, we had said that we were going to put out more content going forward, but really we don't want to put out BS to you guys. Cause right now we don't have a clue what baseball season looks like. And unless you're putting in player rankings and deep, deep breakdowns for dynasty, you're just kind of pissing in the wind right now. Okay. I think we're looking at probably about uh, a week or 10 days, we'll have a, a pretty good idea what baseball season looks like this year, and then we'll be able to hit this hard. But in the meantime, you know, uh, you know, we'll start with Nick, because Nick's going to be our lead guy for football. Um, you know, the NFL draft was this week, and, and they kind of uh, threw us a bone and gave us a little bit of sports. It was the most highly watched uh, uh, draft in, in NFL history. Um, you know, our, our teams, we actually, this is the first time since, uh, since, since we've all been friends that we're, both hap- we're all happy with our team's drafts. Ever. What, Very what, happy. what do you think? What do you think about how the Jets did, Nick? I like it. Um, I mean, the, the board felt great. Uh, fear was we, we got a left tackle. We got Makai Becton, who is the size of a house. We, I thought all four tackles were going to go in the top 10. Um, that changed. Jets got lucky. Jedrick Wills went number 10. We jumped in on uh, a Makai. Uh, Werfs projects more as a guard, so we got the study left tackle. 
Round two, we had an emotional heart attack all round long, getting Denzel Mims. Yeah, very nice, very nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. tra- traded down, still got our man. It was great. We added some yeah. good talent later on. Some nice sleepers we got. Uh, overall, pretty happy. Joe, Joe D is uh, building for the future, and you can see it in some of his picks. Yeah, it, lo- it looks good. Um, the, the funny part was that with that Beckton pick, everybody thought that, that the Jets were picking his father. He can play center. He, he can play center he might, right now. He might play center, yeah. Absolutely. I'm good with it. Uh, no, that guy's a nose tackle, bro. He's <laughs> like a fire hydrant. <laughs> Nobody's touching Sam under him. Yep. So so the, the Jets are looking good. My my Dolphins are were actually made me happy. The, the, Thank the, God. <laughs> thank God! Thank God they got your guy because I want to jump back. off a bridge. Yeah, yeah it was bad. <laughs> I, I oh, was, Herbert! Was, uh, Herbert! No. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the craziest stat I heard was was that uh, over the last ten years, the the Patriots averaged fifty seven percent of their of their draft picks were interior linemen, uh, trench players, either on defense or offense. And Miami and the Jets were in the bottom three over that same 10 years. And that just goes to show, you know, that that's why we're looking at what we've been looking at for the last, well, 20 years, but let alone 10. I, I was pretty happy with Miami, you know, obviously Tua is Tua. Um, and other than them taking a long snapper. Uh, that was bad. They, 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 <laughs> took, they took six interior linemen uh, out of their 11 picks. So, Basically, the fifty-seven percent that the Patriots went went for um, two guys in the secondary and a, a little sleeper. I like, you know, if you're if you're a dynasty uh, NFL guy, Malcolm Perry is a stud. I mean, this is one of the most dynamic football players in FBS last year. You know, they they actually uh, three years ago, Navy actually went into the into the crowd and pulled him out of, of uniform and threw him onto the field to play quarterback. And he threw, he, he went for a touchdown on the first play. He had the ball coming out of the stand. So he's an exciting player, but overall, a, a, any, uh, either of you guys, you, you have any players that you're really either really high on or really low on coming out of the draft for any team, any sleepers or busts that, that you want to talk about? Nick, you can roll first. Um, I'm going to be a homer. I have two jets picks that I really love. I mean, what? I, Denzel Mims at 59. He was, I mean, I watched reaction videos this week of Eagle fans throwing their fucking drink out the window and Packer fans losing their crap for seeing Jordan Love. They were, they were screaming for Mims in some of the videos I saw. Uh, kids runs a 4'3", 6'3", fills the Robbie Anderson void and more, hopefully. And then the other pick I like is um, Bryce Hall, corner out of Virginia. If he came out last year, he was probably a second-round pick. And with the uh, ankle injury, I think he had a broken leg it was. He um, missed half, more than half the season, and his stock plummeted. He should have been a third, fourth round pick, and he uh, fell all the way to fifth. So if the Jets use him in the same uh, role as Bless Austin last year. Pump him for about half the year, throw him in the end of the year, and see what you have. I like those two picks for them. He did very well uh, Austin at the end yep. of the year, too. Really out, well. out of Rutgers. Rutgers, let's go. Are you? So, <laughs> all right. So, so a couple guys I got. Um, well, for, first one, this. The guy I love is uh, Keyshawn Vaughn from the Tampa Bay, yeah, you know, Vanderbilt. He was a third round pick. Uh, I love him. Yeah, and this is a, a little bone for Jeff. He's twenty five to one on DraftKings to win the Rookie of the Year. Right. So I'm gonna take a shot. I'm gonna take a shot. Yeah, uh, I got a couple a couple of bucks left over. Um, I think he's gonna dominate out there. I don't think that uh, Ronald Jones is gonna 
do anything to stop that. And uh, build it, the Tampa Bay build the line. They have Brady there. They're going to be balanced. To the, Sony Michelle had a good role last year with the Patriots. I think Vaughn Vaughn's going to do it there. My bust is has nothing to do with the kid because I'm a Notre Dame fan. But Cole Komet, I like him. But yeah. you know when Mitchell Trubisky's thrown to you, you suck. <laughs> now I actually think that Nick Foles is probably going to win the job. All right, because they did. He's did actually like a he's a minus three hundred favorite right now. Yeah, because they 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 didn't give the fifth year option to Mitchell Trubisky. So yes, they realized they they messed up on the pick. They're going to get rid of him. But you also have Jimmy Graham that's here, and you know it's the Bears do not pass the ball around like that. And I just think there's going to be a lot of mouths to feed, and Komet's going to be a bust this year at least. The, the bear, the Bears have ten tight ends on their roster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. Well, my, my my bust is my absolute favorite player coming into this season is CD Lamb. And it's not so much that I think he's going to be a bust. We're talking about for fantasy. It's just he was the kind of player you thought he was going to have a shot to come in and be a number one on a, on a crappy team that's up and coming somewhere. And he ended up in a situation with a lot of mouths to feed. He's, he's still a dynamic player. He's still going to have a great career. He'll probably end up being, you know, being the number one receiver through the course of his career in Dallas. But you know, for right now, it's a disappointment because he's a kind, he's the kind of guy I would have liked to have drafted in like a fourth or a fifth round coming into you know redraft leagues. I, I just can't do that right now. The sneaky guy, I love, I love this guy. I wanted him on Miami big time. Uh, write the name down. It, it may not, it may not be this year. It may be a, a more of a dynasty pick. But look for James Prochet from mm-hmm. from the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, mm-hmm. this guy. Tell Nick. Yeah. Yeah. All draft long, Andy was. <laughs> yep. Chance, yeah, God, take Prochet here. Let, God, let, take him here. Listen, I'm dropping. This year, I got to watch a lot more college football than I ever did before, and I like these these mid major conferences. You know, this guy was two time All AAC at SMU. Unfortunately, I got to watch him. Uh, you know. <laughs> Get their ass whooped in the in the the Boca Bowl. I lost a lot of money on that game. Um, but <laughs> this dude in in his last two years in college, he had two hundred catches and he led the FBS in touchdowns both years. And nobody knows about him. Sneaky little slot guy. I mean, you, you know, you're looking at an Edelman type. And you know what what better scenario can you get put into than you know with Lamar Jackson? So this is somebody I got my eye on. You know. Maybe even for redraft. I, I, I think he had I, – I didn't look deep into it, but I think he had some kind of uh, some kind of injury injury issue that made him slide a round or two. He didn't go until the seventh round. Um, so I want to look into that for, for redraft before we get too crazy about that. But, you know, definitely a guy to put your radar on, okay? Also, you see the Jets drafted a punter? Yeah. Hey, we got a long snapper, man. So we're ready We got to a go. punter. You got to watch this kid online. Yeah, I'm impressed. I, I threw my phone when I first saw it, but then I, I, I saw he had like he led the college in punts in the tw- in the ten. So I was like, all right, we need him, dude. Seriously, the, the, I I mean, when you're a Jets fan, you should be excited about the punter because he might be your best player. Adam Gase is running the offense. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else on the NFL draft, guys? You want to talk about, or we wrap yeah. that up? We got some love. Very good. Yeah, I watched every minute. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, <laughs> guys, we're, go- we're going to be doing a lot more football th- than we had originally planned. We planned on doing, uh, you know, kind of s- close to straight baseball, like 80-20 baseball football. 
But right now, the state of the world, you know, we, we kind of know what football is and, and we know what it's going to look like. Baseball is, is still a big unknown. And, you know, it, it, until we get the, uh, the outline for what the season looks like, schedule and, and rosters and whatnot, there's only so much we can do at this point. All right. So, Nick, you're, you're the guy, man. You're, you're the football guy. I start, I, start, I, start, out this year. I start mocking football probably next month. Yeah. You got, yes, man. You, get, you get into your inner mock circle. <laughs> I start doing it. I found my way into them. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, so let's talk a little bit about baseball because there's a couple of, couple of things that are going down. Andrew is very, he has a very big opinion about this. He does. <laughs> Me? About what? Which part? Not you. Oh. Another one. The little one. Oh, oh, you hear him? He's fired oh up, God. man. Dude, he's in the other side of the house. I he's, can't control he, him. Ooh, he's going to be the hit of the whole recording. Trevor's gonna, <laughs> Trevor's gonna, Trevor is going to curse me out when he hears that. Well, we got to hurry this up because I got to get my KBO lineup set tonight. Oh, my God. Right? Listen. I have, listen, I did what I could to do the, the research, and I went to look for an infielder, and I put the name in Kim. I was looking for this guy, and 42 guys came up. So I just threw a bunch of Kims in my lineup. I'm ready to roll. No, One's going to hit. No. <laughs> Bro, my, my lineup, I, I actually looked at it, and it says Park 1, Park 2. <laughs> Those are the players. <laughs> in my, in my yeah. No, Young Ho Park. Remember that guy? Yeah, yeah I saw that name. Do you have a problem when the KBO has Mel Rojas Jr. as the most expensive player in the league? <laughs> And that's my guy. That's that's my guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. play him every single week because I can find him with no problem. To the biggest guy, he's like six dollars in the line. I, well, some some Korean guy. He's gonna be good. Really? Some yeah. Korean guy. Yeah, he's gonna be good. Listen, here here's the deal. Uh, ESPN is carrying this, and I can't watch it at one o'clock. I gotta wake up before. Okay, but you wake can't up when you. Ch- First off, I'll be better in an hour. How, how great is that? You wake up, you you check your lineup. You got twenty thousand dollars in your in your account because you hit the nuts. <laughs> it's done before. It's I've and done then it you before. Go back and watch the game, knowing what happened. <laughs> but listen, <laughs> ju- just like you said, I I really want to get in this. It's just it's really hard because they all have the same name and it, it's confusing. <laughs> you know, just here here's the bottom line. What I I what I did today, I put a lineup in and I just I I picked the home team. With the uh, with the highest implied total that had the heaviest favorite, and I stacked that team, and then I took the most expensive pitcher and and rolled with it, and then I put that guy uh, the showman in in there too, and made sure I got <laughs> got Mel Rojas because I'll, I'll that that's the problem is you're gonna watch Sports Center tomorrow, and you're not gonna know when they say oh Jung Hoo Kim hit a home run. <laughs> oh I got him no no, no you don't no. <laughs> wrong guy wrong guy but. I don't know. Uh, one of the biggest things that, that baseball is facing that is intriguing, that's probably like very, very likely to pass, is this uh, this universal DH idea, right? Big. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I think there's a couple of players that are uh, that that are looking to uh, get a little bump from that. You guys have any ideas of players that you like a little bit more because of that? I got one I love. I know who Nick's going to take because I know Nick, but the guy I love. All right, and this is a homer pick, Dominic Smith. Nice. I love him. I love okay. him. He he has no role, and but he is a great hitter. His good contact. He's gonna he's gonna play very well. Him and Alonzo in the lineup together. They love each other. It's gonna be nice. 
I, uh, Nick's player is going to be Garrett Hampton. Continue, Nick. Continue that was what that was what I was going to say too. <laughs> I was going to say too. I like Hampton for the DH for the steals and Roto. And then my boy Dylan Carlson. Of course, you get of a DH spot. Carlson. You get a DH spot. He slides right in that lineup. Yo, Hampson's not going to play DH. It'll probably be Ryan McMahon because McMahon's can't play a field. So, um, uh, yeah, but it's just it, it doesn't matter if he's the DH. It's just yeah, steals. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just just get steals, right? How about how about Nick That's Senzel? True. Nick Senzel. I thought about him. Is he is he healthy? Is he proclaimed healthy like everybody else? Everybody else is healthy. I yeah, mean. but he's never. He'll be Yo. fine. Yeah, I actually, he's like one of my sneaky steals guy. I think he's gonna be like fifteen or twenty twenty guy. I think he, he can be it. It's fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but the playing time's only gonna be there because because of the universal DH. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, plays through a role in the following year too, right? You're, Perfect. You're, you're, you're talking about injuries. Uh, you know, that's the one thing I was thinking about about this situation. I think nobody got off the hook better than better than Trader Randy over here. Boom. Well, who called Aaron Judge his MVP pick, and then the next day he's got a broken rib from two years ago. And hey, he still might he still might be out. Hey. Oh, he's gonna he, he's gonna win. He's, <laughs> he he right now. Uh, it, the the Vegas line has him the second favorite to win the win the AL MVP wow. behind Trout. Yeah, yeah. So you got you got uh, that was a nice pick. You got let off the hook, bro. <laughs> no, because you, we were about to post that, and all of a sudden the next day he gets hurt. And he goes, "I can't post this. You guy got hurt." I was like, "Do it anyway. I don't care." And it always works out. <laughs> you saw it coming, huh? But what about freaking uh, a, a guy that me and Jeff drafted multiple times before all the stuff happened was James Paxton. We got him at such a steal in like every freaking draft. And now he's healthy. He's, yeah. Yeah. you know, he's a round three, round four pick. Yep. All, um, the, all the Blake Snell and uh, Verlander people, they got all, all left, let off the hook. Yeah. So, whatever. I don't know. Um, what, what do you guys think about, I really, you know, I, I don't think this Grapefruit League, Cactus League thing is really on the table anymore. I don't think so. It, it sounds like, I, I don't know if you guys know uh, Mark Topkin. He's a writer for the Tampa Bay Times. Right, he, actually, yeah. he put an article out today that, that was talking about what the outline looks like. And, and it was a little bit similar to what Nick was saying with uh, Trevor Plouffe put out there uh, on Twitter today. You know, they're, they're looking at maybe a 80-game minimum season uh, in home ballparks, just empty. You know? But, you know, that, that, that's real cool. We're probably looking at... Uh, you know, maybe a July 1st, July 4th opening day, the regular season going, you know, through October a little bit so that you get a little bit later uh, World Series, you know, probably a host of uh, uh, double headers, maybe even some of these seven inning games still being talked about, um, which is a huge headache for DFS, but really season long, who cares? You get over it. But there, there's a lot of things that, that have to get worked through, you know, and the, once you get through the schedule, you, you got to worry about number one. They have to have testing in place and, and for for the virus. And I'm not going to get into that. I'm not Dr. Fauci over here, so <laughs> we're, we're going to skip that. Um, but they have to kind of iron out what the roster is going to look like because, to to much of Andy's dismay, it looks like there's probably not going to be a standard minor league season this year. It's Horrible. It's almost impossible. It's like stealing Christmas. I love it. It's, you know, you get to see all the kids produce, but you're, you're going to see some kids that 
shouldn't be in the majors yet, but they're going to be moved up a little bit, cause especially the, the teams that are going to be losing too. Like the Orioles, they should be like at 40 losses by now. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're going to they're gonna have a bunch of young kids on their team. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, what, what do you think about some of the high-end uh, high prospects, maybe? Like the Wander Francos of the world. Because there, there's, there's talk that the, the MLB roster might be 30 to 33 players or maybe even a full 40-man roster with not, where not everybody would be active for, for every day, but they would all travel with the team because there's no minor league season. It's, it's upsetting. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do because you know, you're going to ruin the development of Juan DeFranco because you know, he can use some extra bats at AAA, but now there's not a AAA. So they're going to force the issue. I think he's a, he's going to be a, a good player anyway, but this definitely hurts the development of him long term. Yeah, I, I, I would have to agree. Yep. You know, they they also have to work through the finances of all this because with with, with no, uh, you know, they, I I I think what happened was the the players agreed to a salary restructure where it was like prorated. So if you're making twenty million dollars and they only play half the games, now you make ten million dollars. That kind of thing. But they they were they made that plan, assuming that the the stands were going to be full. <laughs> now they're TV empty. contract TV contracts going to be huge though. Well, huge. The, the, yeah. the, the, the gate is forty percent of the money, so mm. there's still a lot to work through with that. So it, it's really kind of up in the air as as to what to expect. What about the umpires? Are they, just, they just settled. They, did they? Because I heard they didn't want to. Uh, I think they just settled a, pick, uh, a couple, take a couple days cut. ago. Or they didn't want to take a pay cut. Ooh. Yeah. But, but are, th- are these guys going to be standing 15 feet behind the batter? You know? Robot. Robots? <laughs> I, I mean, th- that's, that's far fetched. Du- double mask. Double mask? <laughs> yeah, the, the face mask and then the Dude, mask. <laughs> some of these umpires are fat as hell, man. Yeah. Or Greg would fall over. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's great so so what else you know i, I don't think the three to divi- three division plans really really going to happen what do you think nick you think at this point they're looking really at, uh, keeping the american league and the national league kind of kind of together with the division it's, it's gonna be tough because you're gonna have to do travel i know they ideally wanted to keep new york or the you know yankees mets yankees phillies keep the east coast you know traveling cross country but i mean if I don't know. They have private jets. You're playing empty stadiums. You're going to a hotel. You quarantine yourself. It's a possibility you can still keep the same divisions, the same everything. Maybe you play more division games than anything. Maybe you cross out in your league play. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, in, in Tompkins' uh, article today, he mentioned that they would play extra games within the division, and then they would play the other league, same geographical division, a lot more. Uh, like you started saying, where, where like the NL East and the AL East would play against each other a lot, mm-hmm. just so that the, the the distance traveling was was minimized. Minimum minimized. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Well, I don't think the Yankees want to face the Grom too much, so you're in trouble, Nick. Yeah. Nah, I'm not worried. Nah. I'm not worried. Nick takes Fla- Nick takes Flaherty over the Grom anyway. That's so. yeah, fine. That's that I love Jack. So what do you what, what are you guys thinking about the uh, the fancy baseball draft situation? A lot of drafts uh, that happens are uh, they're trying to try to redo them over. What do you guys think about all that? That's tough. 
I don't think it's necessary. Everybody, everybody was on the same playing field. Yeah. I think you, you keep it as it is. Yeah. Especially because that ale only one we dominated. I don't want to dominate. <laughs> dominated. <laughs> I do not want to redraft that one. No, we're good. Yep. Um, All right, guys. Anything else you want to talk about before we head out of here? I was going to bring up pitchers real quick too. If, yeah, I mean, if, they're, not pl- if they're not playing it up, yeah, probably not going to happen at this point. But if they were to do the Grapefruit League, they were going to do Florida, Arizona. You got pitchers like Herman Marquez. You're going to have guys like that. Their stock's going to boost. Yeah, absolutely. There, that's if it happens. Well, th- that's the other thing you have to deal with is the possibility that. If there's a, a, a deeper outbreak with the pandemic in a certain geographical area, one of the things they're talking about is maybe it's some teams are playing in their home teams and other teams have to go to Arizona or whatnot. You know, so it is possible. Maybe Denver spikes up again. And they're like, all right, get the hell out of here. Go to Arizona and, and whatnot. So time to buy some John Gray. <laughs> it's never time to buy John Gray. It's never time. Except for that uh, that thirty team fifty round draft that me and Andy did, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe then. <laughs> Yo, that that was so rough. It just ended two days ago. Uh, oh, we started. Yo, that, started like we started February. That in early March. Oh. <laughs> I I was like pulling the sick card out. I was like, Yo, I got the virus, bro. You gotta make the pick. I was just trying to like not avoid. And then like three weeks into it, he's like, dude, you got to give me some names. I don't know anything. I was just throwing out <laughs> some guys in like a ball that will be up in 2023. It's crazy. Well, well, that's the problem. It's 30 teams, 50 rounds. So the last 10 rounds, you're, it's everybody that's on anybody's 40 man roster is already gone. So <laughs> you got 10 rounds. You got 300, 300 players that, that are outside of, of the, uh, the, top 1500 it's crazy but all right that's all i got for today you guys got anything else you want to add andy anything intelligent to say ever i do i do i've been i've been you know homesick for a long time i'm i'm uh happy to be back it's my fault that the stack attack has not been around uh i want to say special thanks to all the first responders out there who've taken care of my mother-in-law who's still in the icu I want to say hello, but she's doing very well. Uh, Nick and all your boys. I'm not supposed to say what you do, but yeah, you fine. did a great job, buddy. All <laughs> Thank right. you. So, Thank uh, you. We appreciate everything. You know, they label me essential, but you know, I don't, I'm not a first responder. So you guys are much more important. Uh, thank you for everybody out there. Nick, you got anything special to say? Um, I was just going to say, guys, keep an eye on us. We're, um, I've been doing a lot of mock drafts. We've been on CBS. We've been on Fantasy Alarm. We're, uh, we're trying to get our name out there. If you look at all Scott White articles, we're we're on there. We're mocking. We're uh, we're represented pretty well. And like I said, Nick Lomer on there. Nick is the army. He is the army. <laughs> all right. If anything, anything comes up with basketball, I'll be in there. Maybe we'll throw a little some of that in there. Yeah, I'm out. Right. Nice, <laughs> nice. So guys, hit us up. He's at and Mimi, the first guy ever on Twitter, at amac twenty two nj, and I'm at jtrella twenty. All right, guys, let's get this out of here. Give it back to Trevor. Peace. Now 